Good morning, church. How y'all doing? Good. Everybody's excited to celebrate Mother's Day? Yes. It's an honor to have the opportunity to speak to you today. Um, Mother's Day has always been a, a really great day for me. I love to celebrate my mom. I love to pick out uh, that gift that would make her smile and uh, that would, you know, bring that glow to her face. How many of you, you like, you, when you're looking for Mother's Day's gifts, you're like, yeah, I love to go find a gift for my mom. Some of you are like, is it Mother's Day? <laughs> right? Sorry, you've got, you know, you've got a window there before lunch to get something. But um, I love to celebrate my mom. I love to see my mom smile. She's an awesome mom. Uh, there was a lot to celebrate about her. And um, you're going to hear a little bit about her this morning as I unpack a little bit about the things that I learned from my mom. Um, but on February 4th, 2019, my mom took her last breath here on earth and went home to be with the Lord. And on that day, my life changed. And so some of you who've lost your mom, you understand that feeling that your life changes. It's something very different to walk around the world without your mom in it. And uh, on that day, heaven became much more attractive to me because that's where my mom was. <laughs> and so um, that day became something that was a little bit more of a sad day. It reminded me more of what I lost. Um, and so if maybe you can relate to that. If you're missing your mom, I get it. Um, but for some of you, you're still in that place that I was in where it's a great day. It's a, a fun day to celebrate and we get to spoil our moms and make much of them and we have a lot of fun and that's great and I hope that that's the case for most of you today. But I am thankful that over time, over the last few years, um, Mother's Day has changed. It's become, again, a day to celebrate rather than a day to, to, to be sad about what I missed. And so today I get to stand here and say, I celebrate Mother's Day with all of you because of the wonderful things that I do have in my life because my mom lived, because of the life that my mom lived. And so it's interesting, um, the things that I wanna share with you today are not things that I planned, um, that she planned to teach me, okay? So how many of you moms, you know there's things you want your kids to learn, okay? I um, went around and talked to our staff and some of my friends and said, hey, what are the things that your mom, you know, intentionally taught you? And so here's some of them. The things I know that my mom was trying to teach me, uh, she wanted me to learn how to cook or feed myself, right? Maybe bake cookies, things like that. She wanted me to learn how to clean, which she practiced for, well, I got to practice every Saturday. So there's that part, right? And to do laundry. Um, my mom taught me to have good manners, to chew with my mouth closed. Um, if any of you have had lunch with me, you can thank her for that in heaven. Um, to not interrupt people, to say thank you, to respect other people. She taught me to balance my checkbook, not that anybody does that anymore, right? It's like, what's this thing? We just throw it out. So let's call it, she taught me to be financially responsible. Uh, she taught me musical skills and uh, to piano lessons and how to appreciate all kinds of music. Um, she basically kind of gave me the life skills to take care of myself, to be able to figure out life and hopefully to become a responsible adult, which hopefully mostly that's true. Um, and then she taught me about Jesus and she had an intentional plan to teach me about Jesus. So my mom left me uh, an amazing legacy of things she intentionally taught me. But as I look back at my mom's life, 
There are some things that she taught me that didn't happen because she planned it. It happened because she was just living her life. She was just being who she was and she was following Jesus. And I think that this unplanned legacy probably had a greater impact on my life than a lot of the things that she planned to teach me. Um, she would be surprised by that, I believe, but there were some biblical principles that my mom just lived out in her life. And I wanna share four of them with you today. Four things that I think are awesome that if we all, okay, this is not just a, mother's, mother, a message for moms, this is for all of us. These are four principles that I think if we all live them out, whether you're a mom, a dad, a grandparent, a friend, a brother, a sister, a mentor, that they will make the world a better place for all of us to live in. And so the first thing that my mom taught me is don't take everything so seriously. Um, laugh, be willing to laugh at yourself. Some of us, we don't do that very well. Uh, when people laugh and we do stupid things, we get very upset. I used to be that person. Um, I grew up as a kid, I was a, a serious kid, a little bit of a thinker. How many of you are thinkers? You know you can get lost in your own head. Okay, I see a few hands. The thinkers are like, should I? No, I don't know, okay. Um, yep, that's what happens, right? So, <laughs> but you can get kind of lost in your head, you're pretty serious, and sometimes us thinkers, we hold ourselves to some pretty high standards that make it hard to laugh at ourselves. We get really worried about when we make mistakes and stuff, and so we, we aren't always very quick to laugh, and so fortunately for me, my mom was quick to laugh. She was, uh, she loved to tell a joke, but she couldn't do it. <laughs> like, she was so bad at it. And so my mom would come into our family and be like, I've got, I heard this joke at work. We're like, okay. And so we would wait. And what happened was, that she would mix up the punchline so badly that she would laugh more and more about how bad the joke was going. And then we would laugh and be like, Mom, you, that's just impossible. We don't know half the jokes today. Because they were just, but she would tell them and we would laugh. But um, if you ever pointed out to my mom something that she was doing kind of wrong or goofy or just wasn't making sense, you'd point it out to her and you'd be like, Mom, blah, 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 tell her this. And she'd be like, oh, Duh. And then she would start laughing. And I love that, that she was able to laugh at herself. And she taught me that. I'm still a thinker. I still tend to lean a little toward the serious side, but I am pretty quick to laugh these days. I like to make other people laugh. And this ability to not take everything so serious is a great benefit to our lives, both physically and spiritually. Um, the world that we live in has become kind of serious and a little bit angry. And um, in fact, on occasion, this has happened to me, if you're a little too lighthearted, there will be people who are upset and annoyed that you're not more serious about the plight of the world and why are you laughing and why are you enjoying yourself? Just ignore those people. Um, so, but <laughs> when they say that laughter is the best medicine, that is the truth. Um, and if you can find a way to laugh about your situation, the stress does begin to fade away. Even according to the Mayo Clinic, laughter improves your immune system, it relieves pain, increases personal satisfaction, improves your mood and your attitude. And let's face it, there's a few of us in the room that could use a little adjustment to our attitude. 
and our mood, right? And if you don't think it's you, just check with the people that came with you. Um, so, but I realize life is not always a barrel of laughs, okay? Life is challenging, it has really challenging days, but having a light heart and being able to see humor in life is so helpful. Um, we, we can choose how we view our circumstances. The Bible tells us this truth as well. It's not just the Mayo Clinic, right? The Bible says in Proverbs 17, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Proverbs 15 says, all the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Even poor Job, who had an entire book about the downfall of his life, says that in Job 8, it says, God will yet fill our mouth with laughter and our lips with shouts of joy. In Psalms 30, it says, weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And the truth is, I learned from my mom, our ability to, to laugh and enjoy our life is not based on our circumstances, but it's based on the fact that we have a God who loves us, who provides for us, and is working in our lives for our good. And so because of Jesus, we can have this light-hearted knowing that there's still many amazing days ahead. And so that was one of the things my mom taught me that has been a really great lesson for me, and I want to encourage all of us that to find those things to laugh about, to learn to have a light heart, to be able to enjoy the world around us, not just to see the serious things, but to find joy in each day. So another thing my mom taught me is to uh, be careful with your words. In Proverbs 18:21, the tongue has the power of life and death. So what words you use either produce life and growth or death and decay. And my mom was quick with an encouraging word. And she would remind my brother and I like, hey, your words are important, they matter. Um, it wasn't that my mom didn't have anything negative to say. She had children. <laughs> so there were negative things to say, but she chose to keep them to herself most of the time. She looked for the positive things that she could speak about rather than the negative. And there's this familiar verse um, that many of us know at least part of it by heart. In fact, I would dare say people who don't read the Bible know this part by heart. It's found in Galatians 5 verse 14. It says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Pretty familiar, right? How many of us have heard that? Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, those who are participating raise their hands. Okay. So, um, but, so love your neighbors yourself, that's nice. It's kind of the mantra of the world. A lot of times you'll hear now, in a world where you can be anything, be kind, right? Use kind words. Um, and I love that truth, and it would be wonderful for you we're all loving all the time and loving our neighbors ourselves. But Paul knew people. And so Paul continues in verse 15 with a, a verse that most of us don't continue reading. It's this. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Bite and devour, what do we do with, how do we do that? With our mouths, right? We use our words to, it says, so love your neighbor as yourself, but be careful, because if your words are constantly critical or cutting into people, it's, you're always harsh with your words, be careful, you might be destroying one another. But here's what I love, Proverbs 16 says this, Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I love that, that idea of just that he bringing healing, that calming thing that comes from gracious words. And as I was thinking about this, one really important truth stuck out to me, and it's this. One of the things that's important for us to remember, so important for us to remember, the only person who chooses your words is you. 
The only person who chooses your words is you. Nobody forces you to say anything. So when it comes down to, well, I said this, and they, you chose it. And so I want to encourage you um, to choose words of life, words of encouragement. One of the most amazing things about a mom's words and their voice is it's calming for their children. We recognize our mom's voice in a crowd. Some of you, you haven't heard your mom's voice in years, but as soon as you heard it, you would, you would know it's your mom's voice. You'd recognize it like that. It's the, it's the voice that we listen to for the first nine months of our life before joining the planet, right? We listen to that voice over and over. It's the voice that makes uh, kids feel safe. If you watch a baby when their mom walks in a room and starts talking, they're like, right? They're looking for her. Um, lots of people can come and go and they may pay attention, but when their mom talks, they look. There's a power that comes from a mom's voice. Um, when kids are hurt, moms are one of the first people they're looking for, right? The words of, it's gonna be okay. It's okay, mom's here, right? Well, there's that encouraging word. Now, dads, you're important too, but today it's Mother's Day. So, um, so they, they, it's, it's okay. <laughs> but to, to hear your mom say it's gonna be okay, it's also the voice that impacts their feelings the most. What a great power comes from the, a word, the words of a mom. To encourage, to bless, comes from the voice of a mom. And I've been blessed over the years to not just be encouraged and, and lifted up by my mom's words, but by a lot of people in this room. It's, this is a message for all of us, right? Not just moms. How we use our words are so important to encourage and lift up over the years the people in our lives. And so my challenge in this is may we all choose to pick our words carefully. When we, when we talk, would we think about, am I bringing life and growth or death and decay with what I'm saying? For all of us, right, we all speak out words of encouragement. Now, some of you in this room, you know me really well. Some of you don't know me very well at all. And so let me tell you a little bit about my faith journey. My faith journey started really early uh, in my life. Um, I grew up in a home where I was taught about Jesus. I went to Sunday school, I went to vacation Bible school, I went to regular church, I went to junior church, I went to Pioneer Club, I went to church, right? And some of you are like that, you know, if the doors were open, we were there. So I went to church, I had this amazing foundation on the gospel and I thank both of my parents for that. But one of the things that as I was growing up, and especially even in my adult life, I saw in my mom that was different than some of the Christians I knew was how much she talked about Jesus, how much she talked about the Lord um, with the people around her, like all the time. And I started thinking, have you ever noticed that there's Christians who they never talk about Jesus outside of church? They never mention him, they never, it's just not something that comes to the conversation. And I don't think it's that they don't love Jesus. Sometimes I think it's that they don't always feel comfortable in the world we live in talking about Jesus. We get worried about what other people think about us or we, we don't know what to say. And sometimes, sometimes it's because he's not a big part of the focus of our life and so we don't think about talking about him. But I know we talk about what we're passionate about and my mom talked about Jesus all the time and that's the third thing I learned from her is to talk about Jesus all the time with your family and with your friends. You could not spend much time with her without hearing about the goodness of God, 
to be honest with you, the song we sang right before I came up here, I saw it on the list and I'm like, this is gonna be terrible because it's a song that always reminds me of my mom. And we talked about using it at her funeral because she always talked about the goodness of God. My mom would take a conversation and bring it, no matter what it was about, and she would bring it about talking about Jesus. She loved to talk about what he, she was learning and he was doing in her life and the way she loved people came out of that, that passion in her heart. Um, there were times with my mom that when she sat in a chemo chair, she talked about Jesus to the people next to her. She talked about the hope she had in Christ. And I realized that there are people, and I know this for a fact, there are people who are in heaven with my mom because they've passed away since who sat next to her and she told them about the hope she had in Christ and are in eternity because my mom thought every place was a place to talk about Jesus. And so as I watched her, I realized this, there's something that I saw in this truth with her. The more you talk about Jesus with people you're comfortable with, the easier it is to talk about him with the people you don't know. The more you talk about him in your home and with your friends, then the more easy it is to talk about him out in the world, right? And then here's the question, if you never talk about him at your home or with your friends, why would you think you would talk about him with people who need to hear him but you don't know? How quick are we to bring up the things of the Lord? The Bible says that we're to be witnesses to the gospel of Jesus in our own homes and then in the world. In Deuteronomy, there's this great verse talking about what we're to do with the word of God and it says, teach these things to your children Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up and write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. He says, make the word of God such a part of your life that it's what you talk about. It's what your kids hear from you. It's what your friends hear from you. It's what your family hears from you. The psalmist tells us the same thing in Psalm 40. It says, I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. That's our goal, right, is to speak of Jesus and to share the love of Jesus with everyone around us. And what I learned from my mom was if I'm quick to do it with the people I know and love, I'm gonna be much quicker to do it when there's people that I don't know but who the Lord's leading me to speak to, him, to them about him. And so I would encourage you, how often do you speak of Jesus? How often is the Lord on your lips and the things that he's done for you on your lips? I just want to challenge us, myself as well, to continue to be quick to share with others the good news of Jesus and the hope we have in Christ. The last thing I want to share with you as I, um, well, I'm not going to say I'm getting close to ending. What is that? That's funny. The, la <laughs> the last thing I want to share with you is this. It's not over until it's over. Um, I don't know that my mom ever said this, but I know that the way that she lived out the final months of her life demonstrated to me that as long as you have breath in your lungs, you have a purpose to live here on earth. And uh, Ephesians 2.10 says this, says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It, it's, it's never too late to live in such a way that you impact your family, that you impact the world around you. Again, moms, dads, singles, whoever you are, there's, it's never too late to live in such a way that, that you fulfill what God has created you to do. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, 
whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. I love that. It says, whatever you, while you're alive, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Why? Because someday this, this, the purposes of earth will be gone. So while you're here, live out those purposes that you have. My mom really did view that as her, the way she lived her life. Every opportunity was to bless and minister to people. And she spent time, even in her more difficult days, near the end of her life, she was looking for opportunities to make a difference. And, um, and I can't say that I always do that, but it's a challenge to me to continue to look for ways to bless people and to remember that as long as I'm here, there's a purpose to my days, right? About two weeks before my mom passed away, I took her to the grocery store. And uh, it was a bad day. It wasn't a really good day. She didn't feel that good. And, uh, but she needed to get a few things and she wanted to get out of the house. And so she, she told me on the way to the store that she wasn't feeling good, but she was looking for a way to bless someone else that day so that God could use her even when she was feeling kind of down. And so we went into the shopping store, went into Kroger, and we split up for a few minutes. She was doing her thing, I was doing my thing, and I got all my stuff together, and I went to the, went looking for my mom. And if you've ever tried to find someone in a grocery store, you know how it goes, right? You're walking, nope, nope, right? You're looking down each aisle. And uh, my mom, I found her in the cleaning supply section, and uh, she was about halfway down the row, and I stood at the end of the row watching because my mom was down there with her arm around somebody. And she was looking at pictures on the phone, and, uh, and she was ministering to a lady that she knew who'd recently lost her spouse. And she was taking time just to listen and to pray with her. And when we met up again, I waited, you know, till that was over, and uh, she was smiling, and she told me about the lady. It was someone I'd, kn I'd known, and, um, and she said, Hey, Ann, it's a good day. God is still giving me uh, God opportunities. I just have to keep looking for them. And I believe that we all have the ability to change the world, not just moms, but every one of us. If we live how we speak, when we're sharing the love of Jesus that he's given to us, that he wants to give to others through us, one of my favorite verses in an act, is in Acts chapter 13. It's kind of an interesting verse to say it's a favorite verse. It's talking about King David when he died. And it says this in Acts 13, 36. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep and he was buried with his ancestors. And I look at my mom's life and I believe that my mom served God's purpose in her generation. And then she went into eternity and one of her purposes was me, right? It was to teach me and to love me and to bless me and how she lived her life. And uh, my mom wasn't a perfect mom. She would be here like just livid that I'm doing this. She would, what are you doing? But she would be the first to tell you that she worried way too much about what she could have done differently when my brother and I were younger. She wasn't a perfect mom, but man, she was the perfect mom for me and the perfect mom for my brother. And this message that I'm telling you today is for all of us. We would all bless the world more if we laughed and shared joy more often, if we chose our words more carefully, 
If we shared the love of Jesus and the truth of the gospel with everyone around us, the world would be a better place. If we lived our lives to the fullest, knowing that as long as you're here, you have purpose, because you do. You have purpose while you're here. As long as you have breath, there's something for you to do. Moms, dads, kids, everybody has a purpose and there's a reason why you're here to live it to the fullest until that very last breath. And so while this message is for all of us, for just a minute before I wrap up, I'd like to speak to the moms specifically. Because moms, you're the exact right mom for your kids. The exact right mom. My mom wasn't perfect, but she was the exact right mom for us. And she didn't always do it right. And there are things that, that she would have undone, but she was the exact right mom for us. And moms, you are so hard on yourself. You focus on the areas that you feel like you're failing while missing all the areas that you're demonstrating amazing truths to your kids. My mom used to start every voicemail message with this. Hi, honey, it's just your mom. <laughs> there was nothing just about my mom. And there's nothing just about you either. Any of us, not just moms. There's nothing just about you. You're extraordinary. My mom was extraordinary. Moms in this room, God made you extraordinary. And I can assure you, you're doing way better than you think you're doing. It, it's in the everyday stuff that you're making the difference. You're looking for the big things. I didn't do this and I didn't do this. And it's in the everyday stuff that, are, that your kids are gonna remember. If you're living, loving Jesus and living a life that honors him, you're passing down things that your kids will hold on to long after you're gone. And they may never get the chance to stand on the stage like I am and tell people four things you taught them. But they will pass that on to their children and to the people around them by the way they live their life because of your example. You're doing great. There's a verse in Philippians chapter four that when I used to read it when I was younger, I would think to myself, wow, Paul, Paul, little arrogant, little bold, let me tell you what it is. And in Philippians 4, 9, it says, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And I still think it's a bold statement. I don't think it's an arrogant statement anymore. I understand it better now that I have a few years under my belt. Paul simply knew that he was doing his very best to follow Jesus. And because of that, he could say, if you follow me, then you'll be going in the right direction. I had a mom that this verse could be said about, and because of her, I'm working really hard to live a life that this could be said about me. Follow me and I'll lead you closer to Jesus, not because I'm special, but because I'm going in the right direction. And many of you moms, you're doing the same thing. You're living a life that's worthy of following. You're doing better than you think you're doing. Can I encourage you today, enjoy this day with a light heart. Have fun with your family, with your kids, knowing that in the areas where you're weak, you have a God who empowers you to be exactly the mom you need to be. Right? Now let me bring it back to all of us because that's all true for all of us. My challenge today is that it's the truth for moms and dads, for everyone in this room, that you can enjoy this day lighthearted. You can enjoy this day in this world we live in knowing that there's a God who's in control. 
that he loves you and he has a purpose for you. Our challenge, or my challenge is simply this. Let's make sure we're living a life that's worthy of following. Let's strive to have the cheerful heart to learn how to laugh and to be careful with our words and to speak of Jesus often. And if you're sitting here and you're looking at your life and you're thinking, you know what, maybe these unplanned lessons that I'm teaching those around me are not all that I would hope for them to be, take heart. It's okay. Today's a great day to make changes that are necessary. Because let me tell you, it ain't over till it's over. And as long as you're here, there's a purpose. And as long as you're here, you get to impact the world in an amazing way. Because each of us have the opportunity to live in such a way that our unplanned legacy is amazing. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for moms. Thank you for my mom. Thank you that you designed us to have a mom who is a part of our life, who teaches us what we need to know as we grow up. I read this morning that there, life doesn't come with, a, with a, a handbook, it comes with a mom. And so God, I thank you for our moms. I pray blessing over these homes that are represented here. I pray that each mom here would go out encouraged, would understand that you are with them, that you are helping them. I pray for all of us that we take seriously the role we have in the world to bless the world around us, to make much of you, and to make sure that we're sharing the good news of Jesus with everyone we can. Help us to do that with our words, with our lives, with our actions. May the world feel loved by us in the coming days. God, bless this place and go with us as we go from here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. <laughs>